The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Very grateful uh, for Neil being here this evening. Thank you, Neil. And thank you for uh, posting the Happy Hour Google group. Um, <laughs> I'm happy to see all of you this evening. Maybe we can just take a minute and appreciate being alive together as people enter the room. Just breathing in the vitality of your body, the aliveness, the fact that you get to be here, all pretty special when you really stop to take a moment to think about it. So last week, uh, we began exploring um, what is meant by happiness in Buddhist practice in one particular interpretation, and how that applies to our lives. And I read the beginning of a sutta called uh, the Ambisanda Sutta, and the title is translated, Rewards. And it, it noted that uh, Refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha were three of a list of rewards of merit, rewards of skillfulness, nourishments of happiness, resulting in happiness, leading to what is desirable, pleasurable, and appealing to welfare and happiness. So we talked a little bit last time about how each of us find refuge. What is refuge to us? What is support? What is safety? And for some, uh, you know, there was one of these refuges that spoke to them more than another, or there was an everyday application of this idea of the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. And tonight, uh, we're going to continue with the Sutta. It, it goes on to say after these three refuges. Now, there are these five gifts, five great gifts, original, long-standing, traditional, ancient, unadulterated from the beginning, that are not open to suspicion and are unfaulted by knowledgeable contemplatives. So this is pretty interesting. Five amazing gifts that have been with us from the beginning that no one even doubts. It goes on to start the list with the five precepts and why they are great gifts. So, you know, you know, we can hear these things over and over again, but given everything that's going on in the world these days, I think we can especially appreciate how the first of these five human gifts matters so much. So it, the sutta says about the first precept, by abandoning the taking of life, abstaining from taking life, one gives freedom from danger, freedom from animosity, freedom from oppression to limitless numbers of beings. 
in giving freedom from danger, freedom from animosity, freedom from oppression to limitless numbers of beings, one gains a share in limitless freedom from danger, freedom from animosity, and freedom from oppression. Uh, We here, who are living in these times, can really appreciate how individuals, groups of people, and nations have reciprocal relationships. And sometimes in those reciprocal relationships, there's mutual benefit of varying degrees, or there's some kind of uh, way of talking with one another, discussing differences. And when that exists, there's a possibility of life. When it does not exist, there can be mutual destruction. There's no, if there's no room for discussion, it certainly appears that animosity leads or can lead to danger and death for both sides. So to live in peace, which, you know, we're, we're here right now, we're living in enough peace that we're able to participate in a meditation, an evening meditation. That's pretty amazing. So without feeling that our very lives are in danger, it seems more precious than ever. So this evening, the invitation is to going to be to practice compassion for those whose lives are under threat, um, as well as to uh, invite ourselves to have some appreciation for whatever measure of freedom from animosity, freedom from danger and death that we have. And, you know, I say it depends on each person's life, but I thought we'd dedicate this evening to that. So with those thoughts, uh, taking some moments, if you haven't already, to settle in to your meditation, giving your body room to arrive at a comfortable posture or something sustainable for your meditation this evening. And perhaps just as, as we started, we were taking some breaths and appreciating the vitality in our bodies, the aliveness taking a moment or two to notice your relative safety in this moment, not only your aliveness, but your gift of living this moment in safety. Whatever sense you may have of relative safety, you know, in in this moment, your life is uh, relatively safe enough or protected enough to join in meditation. There's some protection of our mutual safety in the group. 
in showing up for one another, meditating together. And appreciating, giving yourself some few moments here to appreciate whatever supportive conditions exist for you in this moment. The place that you are are right now, your dwelling. Perhaps the nourishment that you've taken in today that's fueling you, the water you've had to drink. Fundamental things that are supporting us. The electricity that's powering our computers and shedding light on us this evening. So many things. The people around us, not only in this sangha, but also other people in our lives who are providing some measure of support and mutual benefit. We can look at our lives as being tied together. The the kind of work everybody does, or most everybody does, is tied together with in this big web of mutual benefit between us, among us. When things are working well, or working well enough, Letting that fill you, the aliveness and the vast web of people, vast web of connection between us and the people who provide everything that we drink, eat, read, get warm by, cool down by. And sometimes in doing this kind of contemplation, the things that don't feel connected or supported or protected may come to mind. And if that's happening for you, recognize and acknowledge what's here. We don't have to pretend. Things are not perfect. But allowing yourself to take in your wish for the benefit, the mutual benefit that you would like to see, your absolute human need for that, your right to that, 
and perhaps soaking in the presence of this group participating in this non-harming activity of wanting to develop hearts of kindness and compassion. As you experience whatever supports come to mind, perhaps sending wishes, either radiating wishes of continued protection from harm, safety, life, freedom from danger to yourself and others, um, radiating that from your heart or even using phrases that support it. May I continue to be well. May I continue to be free from harm, protected. May I continue to live in peace, to cultivate peace in my own heart so that I can offer it to others as well as myself. And taking the wishes that are most resonant for you and feeling them or silently whispering them to yourself. Where you connect with freedom from animosity, freedom from harm, danger, life and the ability to live, continue to live in relative safety. May these forms of support in our lives grow, flourish, continue. And if you feel an abundance surrounding your ability to be here, to live in some peace, 
in some physical safety, bringing to mind a person or a group of people anywhere in the world whose lives are currently threatened or very unsafe. and extending wishes of compassion to them. You can do this in the form of simple feeling, extending from your heart-mind to them, wishes for safety, wishes for freedom from animosity, wishes for life to continue for life to return to safety. And you could also extend some phrases of compassion towards them if phrases work for you. For example, I care about your suffering. May you be free from all harm. May your life be protected and all that nourishes your life be protected. May the danger to those and to those around you come to an end. May you be free of suffering. Repeating these kinds of phrases as a quiet whisper in the mind or radiating the feelings from yourself to them and continuing in silence, creating your own kind wishes for life, safety, and happiness to those in danger.
perhaps in the last few minutes of this meditation, extending appreciation to yourself and to others who surround you, and the, the exchange of mutual benefit, the freedom that you give one another from animosity, from danger, the support you provide to one another's living, living in peace, feeling the mutual benefit and feeling the gratitude for that. When we allow this awareness um, into our minds about the ways that we mutually create peace for one another, create freedom from harm, freedom from animosity, 
and and see it in our lives, we can start to see so many little ways in which people do this for one another. When I ride my bicycle, I'm always touched by how people, you know, will give you a little bit wider berth with their car, looking out for safety, or how people um, behave in everyday life in ways that are caring or kind to one another. So it um, just touching into the availability of freedom from danger being a mutual a mutual thing that we offer one another. Um, and perhaps as we break into breakout groups this evening for discussion, you might consider some of the ways that you offer freedom from danger to those around you. You know, what are some of the ways that you protect one another's well-being or you feel others are protecting yours as you go about daily life? And just recognizing um, the things that allow you this relative measure of uh, mutual benefit that we have for one another, that we give one another. The value of protecting life, protecting each other's lives. Um, So as we go into these groups, the um, way that we usually do this is each person shares one brief idea, and then we make multiple rounds of the circle. This gives everybody's voice a chance to enter the room and offers inspiration. Sometimes someone will say something that sparks another um, thing in you that you you recognize. And so it's a way of uh, inspiring one another. And as we do that, please speak from your own experience, and um, we don't offer advice or commentary on one another's sharing. We're really speaking from our own hearts and minds. And also uh, listening deeply to what other people say and noticing its impact on you, allowing it to touch you. Um, and we'll spend 10 minutes in those groups. Uh, if you find yourself in a room without other people, don't worry. I will find you and move you to a group with people. So enjoy your time together.
Welcome back. So we now have about uh, nine well, minutes. Oops, somebody's unmuted. Um, we now have about nine minutes to share um, any inspirations or thoughts you had. Um, you know what you, what passed through your discussion? What inspired you? What ways do we offer life and peace and safety to one another? Jerry, please. Uh, first of all, my apologies for joining. Uh, I had to go off and come back, and I joined the group um, uh, later. But uh, so, um, and uh, I was um, for those, uh, as I said in the group, I live on the East Coast. So, the, the, for a lot of people in different parts of the world, it's uh, time for bed for me. But um, I guess the thought I had was I felt very privileged living as I do uh, in one of the G7 countries and in a safe neighborhood that affords me to have a sense of safety. And so I perhaps made the mistake before I came online uh, to look at BBC and the recent accord that was signed. And I started thinking about, well, how can I support uh, further safety? So I support uh, organizations like Medicine Sans Frontières to try to help other people. Uh, I'm not there on the front line, but it's an attempt to at least recognize that I live with great privilege living in a G7 country where, you know, 80% of the wealth of the country, the world is in, and the other 20% is spread over uh, billions. And uh, so that's enough for me. Thank you very much, Jerry. Yes, Padma. Um, yeah, hi, Liz. Um, so it, I have a little bit of agitation today, which I shared in my group. Um, like Jerry was saying, like, I just felt like we just live in a small bubble. It's just so much privilege life. And I was trying to give meta to myself. And I'm like, I'm not suffering. <laughs> you know, I'm good. You know, whatever pain here and there. But um, a lot of mind created. But, um, you know, when I was trying to give method to, to the people who are suffering, I was just getting agitated because, like, how is that going to help them? It's not going to give them food. It's not going to save their life in the next minute. Um, so keep going back to that. So I don't know if you have any comment, like, you know, with that kind of agitation. Yeah, this is very important about this practice. Um, to recognize that um, it's not intended to be a form of magic that will make other people in the world uh, do what we want them to do. And, um, you know, we, we're so prone to wishing that, right? We wish, if I really, really wished hard, or if I, you know, did everything I could, would would it change things? What we're trying to do is change our own hearts. And as we change our own hearts to be really sensitive to this, sensitive to that it all begins in, in humanity. It begins with offering one another life and safety as opposed to killing one another and harming one another. So fundamental. So fundamental. If we can grow this heart to be able to want that, really want that for all people, including in our own lives, people that, you know, rub us the wrong way. Of course, we don't 
try to kill them. I, mean, I don't think people in this group try to do things like that. But but also to get down to a place where we can even wish the best. We can wish well, we can wish health, we can wish all suffering to end for people that are not our cup of tea. In this society, right here and now, and then the way that ripples out in the world is, you know, uh, in a, a lot of different ways. But we can start with our own intentions. And that's really the cultivation we're doing here. Um, we're not trying to um, change things by the sheer power of, you know, um, wishes for other people. And that, that gets to equanimity, um, you know, something that we'll practice um, on another evening, but that uh, we our wishes for other people don't determine what happens for them. It's their actions that determine what happens. But still, we're trying to transform ourselves. And by transforming ourselves, we can create a more positive relationship with others in our lives and with others in the world, bit by bit. So thanks, Padma. That's such a good question. Pat, please. Thank you. Um, this was a, a wonderful little piece of work tonight. I very much enjoyed talking to my colleague. There were two of us, so we got a nice interaction. Um, I realized that I'm fortunate in ways I didn't realize because I live just over the bridge from San Francisco in a little area that is considered pretty entitled. But my day job is I work in a grocery store and I work with food and there's an island so I'm not separate from the public, I'm among them. I've noticed and I made a point I realized because OPEC was meeting in San Francisco and we're a kind of hub. I mean, we're a last place off 101 for people to get food, gas, food. We see everybody. Uh, the high, the low, the mighty, everyone shows up over through our area. Um, and so I found myself taking extra care because you never know who's going to show up. And if they get kind attention, patience, um, and food, <laughs> uh, maybe they'll get back on the road and that will have a ripple effect. Hmm. So I found myself, I remember that a message from my teaching days is you never know who's going to come through the door um, and where they'll go. So it was kind of a good reminder for me. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pat. That's beautiful. It is really true. I mean, if you think about your own life, think about somebody who did some little thing that hit you at just the moment when you needed it. And they don't know that they influenced your life for the better. Um, specifically you, but it made a big difference. Or a time when you know that by being kind to someone who is having a hard time, that was just a little bit better. It's so, so beautiful. This non-harming and caring for other people. Thank you.
So we have one minute left, and maybe we can devote that minute to some peaceful reflection and gratitude at, you know, that we have intentions of not harming one another. We have good intentions towards others and towards ourselves, and that's a fundamental foundation in human life. If you'd like, you can unmute and say goodnight to one another. And thank you all very much for your practice. I'll see those of you who want to come on Thanksgiving. I will be teaching on Thanksgiving. So I'll see you then if that's what you'd like. Um, I know that that'll make me feel grateful. (laughs) (laughs) Take care. Bye everybody. Bye everybody. Thank you. Bye. Good night. Bye everybody. Thank you.